thought that self-care was a bubble bath, getting a massage or a pedicure. You know, the things that everyone lists as self-care. But over the last several years of my PCOS healing journey, I have discovered an entirely new meaning and all of the benefits of self-care. And that is what this episode is all about. You're listening to the PCOS Repair Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of PCOS and how to repair the imbalances in your hormones naturally with a little medical help sprinkled in. Hi, I'm Ashleen Korchek, and with many years of medical and personal experience with polycystic ovarian syndrome, it is my joy to watch women reverse their PCOS as they learn to nourish their body in a whole new way. With the power of our beliefs, our mindset, and our environment, and the understanding of our genetics, we can heal at the root cause. Welcome back to the PCOS Repair Podcast, where today we're going to take a little break from all the serious topics and talk about self-care. Now, I say that kind of in jest because this, quote, isn't serious topic because of how busy and do more culture that we live in has created this perspective around self-care. Self-care is selfish. Self-care is a luxury. Self-care is something that you can do if you have time. But it's actually so vitally important that without this one component of your PCOS healthy lifestyle, you will be fighting such an uphill battle and you won't feel as good or have as much fun in the process. So like I was saying, I used to feel like self-care was kind of this nice thought and maybe a little bit of a waste of time and something that I saved for special occasions when I wanted to get a pedicure or massage or just to give myself a little extra treat. But I've come to find that I can actually work self-care into my daily tasks, into every day, into every hour of the things that I'm already doing throughout the week. So let's start with how can self-care benefit PCOS root cause healing? It's so easy to neglect taking care of ourselves because we are busy, overwhelmed. Even a small reprieve can feel like such a luxury. So actually taking the time to eat lunch or to exercise or hang out with friends and be present in those activities can feel like we are slacking, like we're not attending to that ever lengthening to-do list that we have to take care of. That mindset backfires so big because self-care can actually help you progress faster. And here's a few reasons. Self-care prevents the overload burnout. We've all been there. You push yourself to the point that you can't take any more. And then you kind of either just give up or you fizzle out. You become so ineffective, but self-care helps you to avoid getting to that point. It reduces the negative effects of stress. You've heard me mention here on the PCOS Repair podcast about how managing stress or managing how you respond to stress is so important. This is one of the big key factors in how we do it. A small amount of stress can serve a purpose, as in it motivates us. We know we have to get there, that pressure of a deadline. But after a while, it can just break us down both mentally and physically. Taking care of ourselves can mean keeping our stress from taking over our functioning and our capacity, but also from destroying and wreaking havoc on our hormones. Self-care helps us refocus. And when we're getting stuck or something is complicated or we need creative energy and we're just feeling blocked, self-care is exactly what we need to help 
revitalize ourselves, energize ourselves, and bring out our creativity and our ability to see things from multiple angles and to problem solve. Sometimes it's really easy to get in the mindset of self-care being a reward or a treat. And so it can seem almost like something that we should do as a splurge. But instead of thinking of self-care so much as a splurge, what if it became how we just treated ourselves? In other words, what if we took self-care from being the reward and we just made it part of the process? And sometimes it can be as simple as remembering to feed ourselves throughout the day and allowing ourselves to have bathroom breaks. So all of this starts with a mindset, a frame of mind. Like I mentioned before, I used to have the mindset of, I don't have time for this stuff, or I don't have time for this nonsense. Like I already said, without pausing to take time for self-care, we actually are less effective. But the other frame of mind is that it has less to do with the activity, and it has so much more to do with how we do the activity. So in other words, we need to eat, right? Choosing foods that nourish our body, that give our body what it needs to feel good, that is self-care at its finest. Think about if you were caring for a pet or for a small child, what kind of care would you give them? Would you give them junk food just because they wanted it? Would you forget to feed them? Would you go days without cleaning out their water dish and letting it get all gross? No, you would do that for an animal or for a small child, but oftentimes we forget to do it for ourselves. And so the mindset here that I want you to start shifting towards when it comes to self-care is it can be incorporated in every little thing that we do. So there are so many ways of practicing self-care. And I think you're beginning to see that you can think outside the box of your typical getting a massage, getting a pedicure. And as I list off a few ideas, you're gonna notice that I still stay rather vague and rather broad because it's really about how you do the things and with a certain mindset, like I talked about with creating that frame of mind and giving yourself space and ability to be fully present in whatever situation you find yourself in, that you're able to provide yourself with self-care throughout the day. So as I go through and list a few of these things, they are by no means exhaustive, and there are so many different ways that you can practice self-care, but I hope these ideas start to get your juices flowing and your creativity and excitement up, as well as remind you to not make it just one more thing on your to-do list. This is something that should be enjoyable, make each thing more fun, more relaxing, less stressful, and not just one more should, because it doesn't have to incorporate doing more. It can just be how we do what we're already doing. Okay, and without further ado, let's go through some fun ideas of how you can practice self-care. Now, I'm nourished to healthy, so I'm always going to start with what you eat. Eating a meal or snack that is packed full of nutrients I mean, I can't think of a better way of practicing self-care than that. Can you? When we allow our bodies to partake of just whole nutrition-rich food, I mean, that's some serious self-care. When we view it in that way, I'm going to guarantee you it starts to taste better too. Create a space and time for you to work out. Now, I know you know you should work out. We've talked about it before on the podcast 
You hear about it everywhere. There's ads for workouts. There's gyms. Everybody's saying, you know, here's how you should exercise. That's not what I'm talking about here. This is not about the should of exercise. What I'm talking about here in the self-care is creating a space and a time for your workout. When we create that bubble and protect it, create it and protect it, protecting it's important because putting it on the calendar, but letting things kind of crowd it, we lose our space and our time. When we have enough time to relax into our workout, to enjoy our workout, it's so much nicer. It's almost like a massage. Now, I know that sounds a little different, like it's not as relaxing as a massage, but you can walk away from a good workout feeling as good as you do when you walk away from a massage. Especially if you don't feel stressed and under the gun like the whole time, like, oh, I need to be doing this and I need to be doing that. And oh, I need to be doing this. And oh, but I really need to go exercise. And it just becomes all these shoulds. When you create that space and time and then you move your body and when you're sore, when it's hard, when it feels like you don't want to do one more rep, but you know you need to do a couple more, that is you giving your body the gift of strength, the gift of mobility, the gift of better posture, the gift of less back pain, All of those things are definitely self-care. Now, here's one we hear more and more about these days is giving yourself a chance to unplug from electronics and social media. One thing that I really love, I don't know if Android does this, but on my iPhone, I can now set certain kind of focus times and I can actually turn off all notifications or set a bedtime and it will darken my phone, remind me about an hour before to start calming down and it will stop sending me notifications of emails. They're still there. I can go look at them, but it stops pinging me every single time. And so it starts to let me say that can wait till tomorrow. And it's been a really good practice to just every evening, a couple hours before bed to begin to unplug and unwind from all of the electronics and social media and constant connections that we feel like we need to have these days. Another one that is really important is staying in touch with your emotions. And all of these are going to help to help you (laughs) manage your stress when it comes to your PCOS. And stress can be a very important root cause to consider. But this one in particular deals with stress. And when we are feeling some sort of intense emotion, such as stress or anger, overwhelmed, it can help to take a quick break and just process it out. Now, at the beginning, this can seem kind of like a lengthy process because you don't know what you're doing. But when you practice, it becomes a very quick thing in reality. And as you get more and more in touch with your emotions and how you're feeling, this will become easier and easier for you to do. Ask yourself, what exactly are you feeling and why? It can even help to just jot down a few words to help pinpoint the exact emotion that you're feeling. And this is where keeping a journal can also be a really good idea. It can be really therapeutic. And there's a study from a recent psychiatric treatment research foundation that found that journaling for even 15 to 20 minutes really helped participants cope with traumatic events, stressful situations, and emotional feelings. So I know it sounds touchy-feely, but hear me out on this one. When we pinpoint what's going on in our emotions and we take time to identify it, all of a sudden, it takes the power out of it. So when you say to yourself, like, 
wow, why am I feeling this way? Let's say somebody said they didn't like something that you had done or it wasn't what they were looking for. Now, they might just be saying, um, that's not exactly what I was looking for. Like, can we kind of go back to the drawing board on that? And they didn't mean it personally, but it's easy to take something like that extremely personally, right? So we can start to feel dejected, hurt, angry that all of our hard work went unacknowledged. And so if we take a moment and we get in tune with what was it that we just felt there in that moment, and we can be like, you know what? I'm really bugged that I spent like all weekend working on that. And they just kind of brushed it aside. Like, oh, this wasn't what I was looking for. Or maybe you feel really hurt. Like I gave it my best and it wasn't good enough. Whatever the feeling that you're feeling in that moment, once you realize what it is, it's a lot easier to say, I don't think they meant to make me mad. I don't think they meant to hurt my feelings. They just were saying this needs more work and they need to be able to say that. And I do get to feel the way I feel, but let's kind of touch into what's really happening here. And once we kind of call out that feeling, all of a sudden it kind of takes the power away from it. Because once you say, oh, I'm just mad because I spent all weekend and they still wanted me to do more. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, that makes sense, right? But it kind of loses its power and we can shake it off and we can get back into our focus on whatever it is that we need to have happen. What we want to do is basically take the time to deal with our feelings so that you can control them because you understand them and get back to work and By controlling, it sounds like a harsh word, but what I mean is just that you can acknowledge, understand them, and then move forward. All right, the next way that we can practice self-care is by being present in the moment, in the activity, or with the friend or family member that you actually enjoy it and it becomes meaningful. So, so much of our day is spent looking at our phone, checking the text message, looking at what's happening next, and not just enjoying where you're at and what's going on, and who you're talking to, and being present with what's going on. There's a balance here, of course, because we have to manage everything else that's going on, and we can definitely get overly focused in what's in the moment and not get to the next thing that we need to do, but creating, again, that space that allows us to be present. Also, staying organized enough that we know that the next minute will take care of itself because we have it all figured out, that we can be present And we're not always flying by the seat of our pants. This is something that we learn over time. But as we learn to create more space to remind ourselves too, a lot of it is just reminding ourselves in the minute. We can be sitting there kind of spacing off and not thinking about anything important, but we get caught up in not being present. And when we remind ourselves and bring us ourselves back to the moment at hand, we can have so much more meaning and walk away from the day so much more satisfied with the way that we interacted with people around us, the way we got our projects done, and we spent a lot less energy in trying to do so. And then the next way is to create an environment to enjoy yourself. So I'm going to combine this one with the next one, which is to create an environment in which you can relax. And so this comes down to self-care can mean cleaning up your home. It can mean creating a corner of your house that you really enjoy doing something. And maybe it's like you kind of updated your kitchen or you got some new things in your kitchen or you reorganized your kitchen in a way that you can enjoy cooking. 
or maybe you set up your back deck so that you can enjoy eating on your back deck in the summer or that you created a place around your fireplace. Like maybe your fireplace was kind of tucked aside and you rearranged some furniture so that you can really enjoy the coziness of that with a hot cup of tea as we head into fall and winter. Creating that kind of environment is so important. I mean, another way of looking at this is a whole different angle is think about if you commute a lot for work or if you have a road trip that you're going to take. What can you do to make that an enjoyable environment? Can you think of some podcasts or some audiobooks that you can download to listen on your trip? Of course, you're going to want to binge listen to all of the PCOS Repair podcast, right? But you can create an environment where your day is spent pleasantly. You can make sure that you have enough snacks so that you're not hungry or hangry and that you don't have to revert to junk food that then you feel bad about eating or that you have plenty of good drinks that you're looking forward to. Whatever it is that's going to make what you need to do pleasant and where you need to spend your time pleasant, it's a form of self-care. You know, we have to spend time in our kitchen. We have to spend time in our laundry rooms. We need to walk around our house or we need to spend time in our car creating it to be an environment that's pleasant to be in just lifts our spirits. It leads to calming energy. It energizes us. And just creating those spaces to enjoy yourself or to relax is a small thing. It can be a lot of work over time, you know, to kind of maintain that, but it's very much worth it. And then finding a way, creating a space or giving yourself the opportunity to be creative or to create. Whether or not you find yourself to be a creative person, we all benefit from having some sort of creative outlet. And so if you can find a way to, art may not be your thing. It doesn't have to be art. It could be through cooking. That's one of my ways of expressing creativity is trying a new recipe or combining multiple recipes to be my own. It can be gardening. It can be even, you know, raising puppies or something that you feel that brings life to you that produces or creates or allows you to have an outlet can be very therapeutic, can make you excited and can can give you a reason to do some of the other things that we've talked about on this list so that you have time to get to the thing that you love and that you enjoy because you're more effective throughout your day, because you enjoy your environment, because you're able to stay present and focused, because of all the things that we've been talking about here in this episode. So to recap, self-care is a vital part of your PCOS health journey. It is not just for special occasions and for rewarding yourself when you've gotten all your work done. It's something that you can seep into every aspect. And maybe one of the ways that you would know that it's lacking is that things feel burdensome or like a struggle. And when we are enjoying our environment, when we're taking care of ourselves, when we're not over pushing ourselves, Basically, when we're practicing good self-care, things don't feel that way. Aside from, I mean, there's always things that we don't actually enjoy doing, but even the things that we don't enjoy doing become manageable when we're practicing self-care amongst them. So there you have it, my friend. If you have found this episode helpful, be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you are notified each week when the next PCOS health topic is available. And if you have any questions about this episode or any of the other episodes of the PCOS Repair Podcast, I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Nourish to Healthy so that we can continue the conversation about PCOS over there. And until next time, bye for now. 
Did you know that studies of PCOS epigenetics have shown that our environment can either worsen or completely reverse our PCOS symptoms? I believe that although PCOS makes us sensitive to our environment, it also makes us powerful. When we learn what our body needs and commit to providing those needs, not only do we gain back our health, but we grow in power just by showing up for ourselves. This is why I've created a guide for you to get started. My PCOS fertility meal guide can be found in the show notes below. I want to show you how to create an environment that promotes healing while still being able to live a life that you enjoy. This guide is completely free. So go get your copy now so that you can step into the vision that you have for your life and for your health.